And here we go, another edition of Yancey's Tidbits. Hayden King here, hosting the program, just teeing up the questions for the man, the myth, the legend himself, Mr. Yancey Porter. Yancey, uh, busy time for Ole Miss sports right now. Of course, basketball finishing up, baseball getting underway. A lot going on, man. Yeah, spring, you know, early spring is always the busiest with golf. Uh, we didn't mention that. Yeah, true. Volleyball cranking up but you know as far as the big three you have two of them playing in basketball and football and excuse me baseball it's uh it's a busy time um you know uh, the last night's game with the Ole Miss Hoops game uh you know what can you say they just keep battling I thought they played really solid uh the whole night um you know they're they're giving it their all they're just a couple players short you know yeah. and when Matthew Morrell went down there, I believe with about eight minutes before half, that right. just really just the firepower went down. I mean, you look at the stat sheet here, you got Brightfield with three points. You got uh, Crowley here with five points. You've got Fagan with four points. Uh, you know, Joyner, I don't even believe he scored in the first half. You know, that's just not a recipe. I don't for know if he took Auburn. a shot in the first half until maybe late. Yeah, you know, he had the ball there at the last thirty seconds and got stagnant there. There was an open cut; he could have passed it down for an easy basket. They don't make it. Instead of going down five, you know, they had a chance. Forty seconds, they're down seven. They could have gone down five. They're down twelve. That really set the tone. But you know, is I'm just impressed uh, with the way that the team continues to battle every inch that that they can give. Yeah, I mean, they're grinding, no question about that. I mean, bodies are still hitting the floor. They're trying to find a way to get into the lane. I'd like to see it a little more. Obviously, we kind of talked about that. Um, you know, the, the finally, maybe it's just me looking, but I feel like their best chances of actually getting inside the paint to score is off of a fast break. But I feel like they're not taking advantage of that enough. Yeah, I mean, that's the one critique that I would have of the team is that when you're down some players when when you're struggling struggling offensively create some easy baskets right and they're they not did doing it. that. They did it two or three times. They popped a couple threes there on a fast fast break. But when you're trying to go in a half court set every single offensive possession you're basically going into a slugging fight and they just don't have the arsenal to win that type of game they don't they don't that's kind of been the thing i mean you see when they get on these runs it's off vast break just getting the ball down the floor getting to the hoop fast getting some points when they start taking their time taking it past the half court line you're almost guaranteeing all right they're gonna try and they're i don't know if they're trying but they're gonna run the shot clock down to about three seconds don't get a look then you gotta throw some church league amateur toss-up just to get the ball out of your hand and then you don't get the rebound and it's you're running time off the clock when you're down you know 10 plus points it's not going to help especially when you're playing a good team like Auburn who's going to make threes all day who's got a big guy down low who are going to turn around and make points on the board and continue to draw out that lead that's just been my take on the season of course the Revs falling last night to Auburn number three Auburn I should say 77-64 down there the Revs are now 13-5 and on the season 4-11 and in the Southeastern Conference of course you touched on that uh, Yancey Morrell going out taking that elbow to the face that was a little scary hopefully he'll be um, back and dialed in for this weekend and you know, offensively, point-wise, I mean, you had Joyner. He led, actually, even though he didn't take that many shots, 13 points of the night. Rodriguez did some good work with 12 points. And Brooks uh, down low with 11, of course. Him and our boy Sammy Hunter 
No question about it. Got in a little foul trouble out there. Uh, Sammy is playing a little bit better right now. He he's giving more effort. He's, uh, you know, he's playing within the confines of the system. He's he's improving some. Uh, you know, you just hate it with Kroll and, and Brightfield, the way that they played against Georgia. They just kind of went back into their shell. Yeah. Uh, you know, this all season, Brightfield has got to hit the gym. And he's 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 got to just become more confident. Uh, yeah. I think that's really a big issue. He really got exposed trying to guard uh, Kessler there. Mm-hmm. You know, Kessler made some easy spin moves for layups and dunks. But well, the guy's only as tall as a freaking vending machine down there. It's uh, oh, pretty easy for him. Best player in college basketball, in my opinion. Wow, that guy. That guy he's. Uh, He's dynamite. He affects the game more than anybody else in college basketball, in my opinion. Yeah. And then, you know, obviously Auburn had a couple guards that were shooting horrendously the last four or five guards, four or five games. They lighted up last night. Right. You know, there was accumulation of things. But, you know, I think some of it with the fast break points, too, is that Carmen's trying to limit the possessions, wear the clock down. Um, you know, because he knows he's a little bit deficient talent-wise right now. But at the same time... Why do you try and get some points instead of running the clock down? If you're going down 10 and you're not making anything from beyond the arc, you, you're not a good shooting team from past a stripe. Yeah. You and, know, and another thing I think that's probably going through his mind is that if you do the fast court, fast-paced breaks, and you miss the bucket, then they're going to struggle defensively, you know, because... They don't have everybody in position to get back. So I think it's – but there's no doubt that there needs to be more of a mixture of pushing it down the court, especially with the team as guard-oriented as it is right now. Absolutely. Of course, the Rebs going to be back at home this Saturday, taking on Texas A&M at 2.30. And that might be the place to be because, uh, Yancey, it's going to be a little chilly at the old <laughs> ballpark on Saturday, brother. I don't know. You're going to have to bring some antifreeze in the old flask, maybe some of Grandpa's cop syrup, uh, eight jackets. I don't know. It's a little chilly for baseball, but of course, the Rebs uh, got the win uh, midweek game, of course, against Arkansas State in five innings after the rain came in, 15-5. Now, riddle me this one. I was thinking about this yesterday on the show here on Q105. When was the last time an Arkansas State game with Ole Miss hadn't been rescheduled or rained out in the past (laughs) 10 freaking years? Every it time. does seem like it every year is washed out, doesn't if it? If you look on the schedule, it's like, oh, they play Arkansas State Wednesday. It's going to rain. It's probably going to snow. It's going to be 20 degrees. It's going to be awful out there. It happens all the time. Uh, but, of course, how about this, though? I want to see if there's a stat on this. The Rebs, in four games, have only played one full nine-inning game. Everything else has either been run-ruled or yesterday with the Arkansas State rained out in the fifth, but it made it a full game. I mean... It would have been run-ruled. It would have been, yeah. They would have made it to the seven, but it probably would have gotten over to midnight. Right, but that's what I'm saying. I mean, they've only played one full game so far this year. That's insane. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's a shame because there's so many pitchers that need to get a lot of work right, right now. But look, that offense is just so potent. It's so good. As long as these uh, non-conference games, as the other coaches want to agree to a 10-run rule, what what can you do? Yeah, true that. And I mean, that offense... That lineup is just nasty. It's, it's so good. It, it, I doubt you'll ever see a better lineup in our lifetime. I agree. Uh, Washburn getting his first outing yesterday. Gave up two in uh, three-plus innings, but had some good work. And then uh, Dylan DeLucia, he had four strikeouts 
And not too bad. I mean, what do you think about these guys uh, so far in the first four games, pitching-wise? Well, you know, we'll start with last night with Washburn. A lot of people wondering why he didn't get the start over the weekend, and that's why you saw last night why, because I believe he had three or four walks. Trying to look here. Um, four walks, uh, you know, walked back to back guys mm-hmm. uh, twice in two different innings. And that's kind of what he was doing in preseason during the scrimmages. He is lights out, he's got great stuff. But as you know, you cannot be walking guys like that, especially when you get to SEC play or playing, you know, top competition in non-conference. Right. You just can't give up waltz like that, and he's going to have to get that under control. And then Delucia, you know, he comes in there, he cleans up the mess. Uh, you know, they got guys on second and third, I believe, when he enters the game, no outs, and he strikes out back-to-back-to-back guys. Mm-hmm. Then he starts the next inning, and he gives up, you know, two waltz. Right. And then they get a single and a hit batter, and he got a little bit wild there. But there's so many good arms back there in that bullpen. That's It's, it's it's a very deep bullpen. My my observations right now towards the team is starting pitchers, solid. Yeah. Bullpen, I think, is solid to elite. And then hitting is elite. Yeah. Um, you know, we saw last year with Mississippi State – their starters were not even really solid. Now, they had a guy that come on towards the postseason that carried him on, and he started pitching elite there at the end. But during the season, it really struggled. But their bullpen carried them. Right. And I think that's what you're going to see this year with Ole Miss. There are so many good arms in that bullpen. Yeah. And, look, Matt Chofey is not even back yet. He's going to come back, uh, you know, coming up in March, I believe. I don't know when in March, but Bianco alluded that his program of getting back, he would be back in March. But you look at the end with JFD, you're talking about Jack Daugherty mm-hmm. and Brandon Johnson, it is, you know, this is as good as it can get there. And I really like a lot of the middle relievers. I'm really interested to see what happens with Riley Maddox. If I if I had to say a dark horse is somebody that could end up taking the starting role over the weekend, it would be Riley Maddox. If not, he is going to be one heck of a middle relief guy there for the bullpen. But, you know, this team has all the pieces. Uh, they don't have the big two arms like they had last year. Right. Uh, I think I think Derek does have that type of arm, but he's never shown that consistency that Gunner and Doug did. So they don't have those shutdown starters. But when you have that type of offense and that type of bullpen, the length, they're going to be able to sustain injuries. Whereas last year when Gunner went down, we all saw there were one pitcher short, right? right. You get to Arizona, yeah. you're at game three, and you're a pitcher short. Right. So they're not going to they're not going to run into that problem this year where you have an injury or two and it really affects the team in a bad negative way of course it could affect it if you get an Elko hurt but there's so much depth and you know it's interesting right now Burford he's lighting it up offensively he struggled a little bit defensively mm-hmm. what do they do if you put bench there at third then that allows McCants to go to center and then that allows room for Leatherwood and Kemp Alderman there uh, right field and then the other one could DH um, but if you don't if you put in Burford now you got bench and center and you've got McCants and Leatherwood and Kemp battling for right field you know that's uh, that's a log jam it's a good problem to have it's a good problem to have that's it is exactly a good problem it. to have yes. I mean you could almost feel two two rosters SEC quality rosters with this team right now they're just so deep I mean you really can and I think that's one of the things that I'm most excited about is you know the past couple of years yeah you've had these electric fire 
arms as starters, but you had no depth, if any, in the bullpen. And then kind of offensively, too, you had some people you could plug in and play, but they weren't they didn't have that it factor, I might say. But now I feel like your depth offensively and defensively and, of course, in the bullpen is is really solid for this Ole Miss baseball team this year. Of course, they welcome VCU to town this weekend, who's no slouch, usually finds themselves in a regional somewhere. So uh, I'm not going to dog Charleston Southern or Arkansas State, but, you know, a, a, a step up in in class and showmanship with this VCU team coming into town to take on the Rebs this weekend. Uh, your thoughts on, on that team? Well, I think right now it's just all about Ole Miss, you know, not really concentrating on who you're playing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's really all about Ole Miss. You're looking right now, they're in 342 as a team. Uh, their e, the ERA is 3.10. You know, the fielding, that's one area they're going to have to really work on a little bit, I believe. Uh, you know, again, we're talking about what had happened. They're fielding at a 954 clip. Obviously, that's not going to cut it. No. But look, it's been raining. It's been cold. Yes. The weather's been terrible. The weather has sucked. Been yes. Any, you know, they need to get that. They need to get the fielding back into about, you know, 978. If they can get to 980, you know, they're going to be a really, really, really complete team. But minimum 972 type with, with the fielding percentage. Love that. Uh, Got to give a quick little look out. Ole Miss women's basketball, they are having a record year. They're 21-6 and six on the season, 9-5 in the SEC. First time they've had 20-plus wins since 06 and 07. Coach Yo doing a great job out there. And, of course, Shakira Austin, she's been tabbed as a first-round pick in the WNBA draft. And really cool to see that actually an Ole Miss player – is being considered almost women's basketball player. I mean, we're not too many years removed from them not winning a conference game and being single digits and wins all season long. Now they got 20 plus wins, still got a couple of games uh, to finish out the regular season. You got a girl out there who's going to be a first round draft pick in the WNBA. I mean, really just been fun to watch almost women's basketball this season. She's supposed to be a top five pick. I believe so. There was some talk of her being the top pick. Uh, She's dynamite. You know, are they elite? Are they top 10? No, but I do think they're, you know, in that 15 to 25 range. And hey, when you get to postseason play and a single elimination, you never know what's going to happen. So they've got the pieces. We'll see if they'll make a run. But obviously, Yo is doing a tremendous job and she's really turned the program around. Yes, no question. That whole staff and that team, they are a great group of gals and uh, wish them the best of luck as they have another couple of. Regular season games, of course, they finish out the regular season this Sunday at home against number one, South Carolina. So that should be interesting. Then, of course, you got the SEC tournament and then the big dance with the women's NCAA. Also, quick shout out to Ole Miss men's golf team member Jackson Suber. He has gotten a sponsor's invite to the Valspar Championship on the PGA Tour coming up March 17th through the 20th. Pretty cool for that cat to uh, get out there on the big show and see how he stacks up. At yeah, least get some balling. experience. He's balling. Um, he's got the complete game. I've watched him a little bit. Uh, you know, he can definitely drive it and putt it, but uh, he's a great chipper. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love his game. Yeah, Coach Malloy doing a great job over there. These guys, they're having a good season so far, and uh, congratulations to him getting that sponsor's invite. That'll be a very cool experience for him. Looking forward to seeing him at the Valspar Championship down there in good old Tampa, Florida. A little better golf weather down there than we got right now. You know they're looking forward to that. Oh, yeah, no question about that. 
And God, I'm looking forward to some better weather because I'm going to get on out there, man. Me too. God, Me too. Please. It's been too long. It's been too it's long. It's just wet and nasty, though. It's wet, nasty. I think I've had the worst stat, uh, depending how you look at it. Played Saturday. <laughs> I think I had more beers than pars. That sounds like a fun club. round, though. It, it was. <laughs> Let me tell you, it wasn't that many beers, though. So that means the pars were very few and far between as well. But looking forward to uh, some better baseball weather and some better golf weather, too, man. Yeah, I am too. It's going to be uh, a fun weekend. Uh, you know, the baseball is going to be cranked up this weekend, weather permitting. Yeah. Uh, I think Friday and Saturday are going to be cold, but it's going to be dry. Mm-hmm. But I think Saturday gets up in the mid 50s, but there's not much sun. But no. <laughs> it's, you know, you get enough beers in you, it'll be warm yeah, enough. Right. And I'm looking forward to seeing some of these, uh, you know, young pitchers. Hunter Elliott, I want to see him some more. You know, we talked about Riley Maddox. Just so many pitchers that were not in the equation last year. I really like Dylan Delucia's stuff. I know that his mm-hmm. ERA is sitting there at what a twelve three three right now, but he, the stuff is dynamite. I'm I'm just I'm looking forward to uh, just just seeing them. You know, everybody run out there and see what all they can do. I, I really want to see what Burford. You know how he handles defensively there at third base. I mean, you're, you're, I'm looking at some of these stats and they're just gaudy. Ole Miss hit three forty two <laughs> as a team. The opponents are hitting one eighty six. Wow. The ERA for Ole Miss is three point one. The opponents is twelve point nine six. Now look, the they, they haven't exactly been playing the, the Mississippi States and LSU's right. of the world, but you know you can kind of get a feeling for this. Um, you know the one thing that I really want to see cut down are these are the waltz. You know they've got. I believe 14 waltz I'm looking at here. Yeah, uh, you know, through four games, uh, you know, I want to see that cut down over the weekend. I'd like to see if they can get that down to maybe five, six waltz, maybe two a game instead of sure. three or four a game. You know, that little stuff is really going to add up as we get towards – uh, conference play and 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 the fielding, you know, again they're they're at a nine fifty four clip. It's been nasty weather. I want to see them play much cleaner in the field. Would love to see it too, and want to see all the Rebel faithful out there at the ballpark this weekend. They did a great job for opening weekend. My goodness, Friday, Saturday, 000. and Sunday, something crazy. It was wedged out there. It was great. Everyone was just excited to be back at the yard and. I was as well. Don't forget, catch Rebel Yell Hotline Mondays from 6 to 7 p.m. You can go to supertalk.fm, North Mississippi. You can find it there. And, of course, WHBQ if you're up in the Memphis area and 97.3 in beautiful Jackson, Tennessee. Yancey, always a pleasure, brother. Always, my man. You got it. Yancey's Tidbits Podcast right here.